We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I said I wasn't going to be back on here until next week, but... Uh, given how that Mavs Bucks game went, I just uh, I felt like blowing off some steam for a little bit because that one that one just didn't sit well with me. Uh, and and look, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Mavs who are now nine and four. They lost one thirty two to one twenty five in Milwaukee tonight. Uh, they're now nine and four. The Bucks are now nine and four too. They had a chance to be. Uh, number one in the West, if they had won this game tonight, and they just couldn't do it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses because when you're playing a team like the Bucks, who are on their second night of a back-to-back, they were playing their third game in four nights. You can't give up 132 points on the road and expect to win the game. They scored 125. Kyrie and Luca were cooking all night. Well, not all night. Kyrie got off to a slow start, but he he picked it up. He ended up with a team high 39 points. He was a team high plus 13 on the night. Also had six assists and four rebounds. Kyrie was awesome. His best game of the season by far. Luca was awesome for the most part. 35 points, nine assists, nine rebounds, only three turnovers. Only two turnovers for Kyrie. The dynamic duo was doing their thing. Uh, now, the other guys, you know, not so much. I mean, Grant Williams, he had 14 points. He he played a pretty decent game. He finished brutally in the fourth quarter. He had several wide-open threes and just could not make one uh, to save his life there. So it sucked seeing Grant Williams not be able to hit a – a big shot in that fourth quarter after he's done so a few times already this season. But, you know, you can't put it all on him. He had 14 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and he was a plus eight on the night. He was playing great defense for the most part. Uh, they got a, you know, an eight-rebound game from Derrick Jones Jr. in 19 minutes, but no points. He was 0 for 7 on the night, 0 of 2 from 3. And then just another game of nothing. From Josh Green. Like, what has happened to Josh Green so far this season? The guy has shown promise. Like, he's improved incrementally every year since he was drafted in 2020. 
That's not the case this year. Josh Green has regressed so far. You know, he's barely shooting 40% from the field. He might actually be shooting under 40% from the field after tonight's game. I'll have to go look at the updated stats. But, you know, the, uh, barely 40% from the field. You know, 33% from three when he's normally hovering around that 40% mark. He hasn't been good. And I've said this on a few pods before this when he's had a bad game. I understand that plus minus is more of a team stat. Like, I understand it's not all individual play. But there are a handful of times that you can look at the plus minus and it correlates with, you know, what that individual player is doing. It, it meets the eye test. And that's what's happening with Josh Green right now. He was a negative, a team worst by far. By far a team worse. The next highest was Luca at negative 17. But Josh Green was a team worse negative 27 in just 20 minutes off the bench. Brutal. Only three points, one of three shooting, four rebounds, three assists, had a turnover, but negative 27. That is just brutal in a seven point game. That that just that can't happen. He just signed a three-year, $41 million deal. He needs to start playing like it. If not, the Mavs need to see if there's anybody that, you know, is interested in trading for Josh Green. And if he's playing like this, I don't know who would be. So uh, age is the biggest thing going for Josh Green right now. You know, he's still just 23. He just turned 23 years old two days ago. Uh, so that's the biggest thing going for him. He's still young. He's shown promise, you know, for his career, he shoots over 50% from the field and 36% from three. So there's something there. He just hasn't shown it this year. It's been a brutal season for Josh Green. And I mean, I know some people will look at this as kind of, you know, overreacting to a team that's won nine games and only lost four. But if the Mavs want to reach their ceiling, they can't have these these zero games from, and I mean, I know he had three points, but I consider a negative 27 and 20 minutes off the bench as a zero game for Josh Green. You know, that's just as bad as some of the stuff we saw from Reggie Bullock last season. And I thought we were past that. You know, the, the Mavs went out and replaced Bullock and Christian Wood and JaVale McGee, you know, all those guys brought in Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, you know, we expected Green to take a, step forward you have Derek Lively Omax you know I thought we were past having these issues with like this with one or two guys just not giving you anything we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. But here we are with Josh Green. So I don't know what the answer is. I hope I hope he gets it figured out. If you guys have listened to this pod over the last several years, even going back to the 2020 draft, I've been a huge advocate for Josh Green. Big fan. I was a big fan of the pick. I thought that was a great pick for the Mavs in 2020. Despite all the other guys like Desmond Bain and Tyrese Maxey, You know, there's a handful of guys that have kind of exploded onto the scene past what Josh Green is. This isn't just me hating on Josh Green. I'm a big Josh Green fan, and I hate to see him struggling like this. Hopefully, he can get it figured out. And if he can't, then the Mavs are going to have to look elsewhere. You know, they're going to have to do something to upgrade their, their wing position. You know, if he if he's not going to guard at a high level, if he's not going to you know, average at least eight to 10 points a game with the minutes he's playing off the bench, you got to search somewhere else. You got to do something else. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Now, the second part of this game tonight, and I didn't want to lead with it because, you know, it'll make, you know, I didn't want to, I, I don't want people to think I'm just saying this as a homer. And I promise you, I'm not. I try my best not to talk about officiating. If I do, it's very rare. It it might be a heat of the moment thing. I never bring it up on a podcast. The officiating was horrible tonight in Milwaukee in that fourth quarter. You know, for the the most part, for most of the game, it was pretty even. You know, they were letting both teams play. Luka wasn't getting calls, but neither were the Bucs. And I was fine with that. The game was flowing. It was a fun game throughout. But then when it got to the fourth quarter, I don't know what happened. But that officiating crew decided to start blowing the weakest whistles for Giannis and Dame in that fourth quarter. Damian Lillard shot more free throws in the fourth quarter than the Mavs did as an entire team. And some of the calls were just the just the weakest calls on Kyrie I have ever seen. Is atrocious. And again, I'm not saying that's the whole reason the Mavs lost this game. You shouldn't give up 130 plus points when a team is playing their third game in four nights and on the second night of a back-to-back. The Mavs have to be better defensively. And they have to hit open shots. They had several open looks in that fourth quarter, and they just missed. 
but the officiating did not help at all. And I'm not being a homer about this because there's national media people on Twitter that were saying the same. Uh, uh, Andy Bailey, if you guys follow him on Twitter, he, he sent out a tweet and said, Mavs fans must be going absolutely ballistic over how this game has been called in the fourth quarter. So it's not just me. It's not just from a Mavs uh, enthusiast perspective. I mean, that was just a complete atrocious officiating job by the official. I can, I, I just don't understand how you can let guys play for three quarters and then all of a sudden you decide to start blowing a whistle one way in the fourth quarter of a game like that. It makes zero sense to me. Zero sense. I don't know how you can allow that to happen as an officiating crew. Just awful. Absolutely awful. You know, in a game where the Bucks shot 20 free throws, which is double what the Mavs got. Mavs had seven on the night. You know, it, it's just crazy to me that a guy like Luca, who is so physical, gets downhill in the paint, has guys hanging on him on, you know, every time he's down there in the post. And you're telling me Luca only has four free throw attempts on a night like tonight? No. No, that that's that's absolutely ridiculous. So I won't I won't continue on, you know, ranting about that, but I mean it really it was it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And you know, hopefully the Mavs can bounce back on a second night of a back to back like they did, you know, after they got their butts kicked in New Orleans and then they went to Washington and bounced back with a big win against the Wizards. Um you know, because they will be on the second night of a back-to-back tomorrow on Sunday. It's not going to be easy because they're playing the Sacramento Kings. And the Kings haven't been great this year. They're 7-4. and four. They're only 3-3 three and three on the road. But, you know, it's it's the Kings. I mean, they're, they're another team that the Mavs are going to have a really hard time defending with De'Aaron Fox and uh, Malik Monk, Sabonis. You know, it could hurt him on the on the boards. We'll see how Derek Lively does uh, defending him. So it's going to be a tough game for the Mavs to to bounce back from. But it is at home, and you know, so far this year, the Mavs have shown uh, you know resiliency, pride in bouncing back from tough losses. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I I would expect at least Luca to play. I don't know. We'll have to see about Kyrie. You know, he he sat out the last second night of a back-to-back, and after he exerted himself the way he did tonight, scoring nearly 40 points, I don't know if he's going to end up playing tomorrow or not. So we'll just have to see. Uh, the curse continues for the Mavs not being able to get seven games over 500. All of last season, the most games over 500 they were was six. And that was at 23 and 17, uh, you know, 40 games into the season. They were never any better than that. And so far this season, they've had a couple of chances to get to seven games over 500, and they've lost every time they've had that opportunity. So uh, the curse continues there. But the Mavs, they're nine and four, still in a good place because of all those wins they racked up early on in the season, you know, even though the schedule wasn't great. But you'd love to just see them tack on a couple of really good high-quality wins here and there, uh, you know, as the schedule starts to tighten up. 
Overall, the Mavs finished this four-game road trip two and two. Not terrible, but not great. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to fix this defense. Part of it, like I said, you know, it, when the, when the other team is parading to the free throw line, you know, pretty much at will in a fourth quarter, it's hard to keep them from scoring. I mean, there's only so much you can do there. But you know, they still just gave up way too many points leading up to that that fourth quarter. So you know, the Bucks still had 60 points at halftime uh, when the officials were letting both teams play. So they got to figure it out. I don't know how they're going to figure it out. It's probably not something that can be done in-house. You know, we have a pretty good sample size of, you know, what this team is now. Uh, 13 games into the season, high-powered, high-octane offense, very minimal defense that's capable of playing good defense in, like, small stretches, but they just can't do it for the full course of a game. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, something they can do in-house fix or if they're going to have to make a trade, but we're probably not going to see any trade action until closer to the end of the year and really into the first part of next year as we get closer to the uh, the February trade deadline. But, guys, I just wanted to come on here and do a, a brief recap of that uh, that Mavs-Bucks game. I don't know. I mean, the Mavs are still 9-4. and four. Sky isn't falling. It's just a frustrating way – uh, for the Mavs to end that four-game road trip. It was a very winnable game. It was a game they – it wasn't like the New Orleans Pelicans game where they just got completely embarrassed and there was zero chance of them winning from halftime on. This was a very winnable game for them, and they just couldn't get it done. So, you know, it is what it is, 82-game season. We move on to the Sacramento Kings on Sunday night. We'll see how Luka – possibly Kyrie and the rest of the Mavs respond. So guys, I appreciate it. Please go right, like rate and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review on Apple podcasts for a chance to win future giveaways. Just leave your social media at in that review. Uh, we give away t-shirts every now and then at some point this season, we're going to do a couple of ticket giveaways. So be sure to go throw your name into the hat for all that stuff and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a bunch of likes, comments, run up our numbers over there. We have had uh, some great success with our YouTube channel going back to the early summer. So we're about to hit 12.5 thousand subscribers. Appreciate y'all. Really love that. You know, my main thing here, I understand that, you know, what I do isn't for everybody. But one thing that I will always do is try to stay as consistent as possible with this stuff, especially since... I have the means of doing so. I didn't always have the, you know, the the Wi-Fi connection where I live in a rural area to uh, be able to do the YouTube stuff full time like this. So I'm taking advantage of that now that I have the ability to do it. I appreciate y'all, you know, tuning in and watching all these and listening and liking everything. I, I, I just, I can't appreciate you guys enough. It's going to be a fun rest of the season. Tonight wasn't fun, but it's going to be a fun season. I do believe that. And I can't wait to see how the Mavs respond to this, this loss that they had tonight. We'll see if they can get back in the win column and get their 10th win of the season against the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. Appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good night. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. 
They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.